some point, most of us have had to make the decision of becoming entrepreneurs. And for some people, this came on early in life, but for others, this came on later in life. But for both of these people, it's really okay when they had decided to do that because entrepreneurship starts at any point in someone's life. It really doesn't matter. The only thing that you need is the mindset and the willingness to act on your idea. But for most aspiring entrepreneurs, there are key important questions that we need to ask ourselves before actually beginning a business. And these questions, they help us to realize whether we are in the position to actually do this business or start this business on our own. So hi everyone, this is Back to Business Podcast with Jacqueline Sonder and Agustin Kemmer. again with back to business podcast and today's episode is a bit interesting because we are going to talk about our business experiences and what we've learned along the way and also give you just a brief introduction about ourselves um me and Augustin Kiama starting with you Augustin um can you just give us a brief introduction of yourself um what have you trained yourself professionally or trained yourself as a business person and just Tell us like a few businesses that you've been able to start within the course of your life. All right. Thank you, Jackie, for the introduction. As you've heard, my name is uh, Kiama and I work in the digital marketing space. I'm currently a final year student at, uh, at the university here in Germany. And uh, at the same time, I've also done a couple of businesses. I started my first business when I was around 18. But even before that, actually, um, I used to, uh, you know, sell peanuts and uh, such stuff. But like professionally, I have, um, I used to run a financial company that is around 2017. And there are experiences that I got from that, that I am going to share in this episode that I believe a lot of you can learn from that. I'm also an author of two books, currently writing my third book, etc. And uh, around 2017 also, I've done something called domain flipping, where I used to buy and sell domain on flipper.com, etc. And also tried out various things. I'm a podcaster at the same time on a separate podcast. And also a freelancer on Fiverr and also freelancer in digital marketing, uh, most especially in SEO. Yeah, so pretty much that's it. Uh, in terms of giving a summary of what my professional background looks like. Maybe, Jackie, you could share with us how yours uh, looks like. Yes, thank you. So, um, for me, actually, uh, between 2016 until 2017, within that scope of one year, I was I just finished my bachelor's, and I now I was getting into the um, into the streets, you know? So, it was like all about finding a job or finding what to do actually because you're done with your studies and you have to get yourself going so as we all know back home in 
in Tanzania, most of us who live in Tanzania, we know how hard it is to find employment. So for me, it was like one of my toughest times um, at that time because I was doing a lot of job applications and was getting a lot of um, negative responses. So I, I had just decided, okay, I'm going to employ myself. So during that one year, I, I involved myself in the food industry. So I started cooking and baking for people uh, and selling this food and selling these pastries to different people. So that's, that's when my entrepreneurship journey started. And after a scope of one year, you know, small businesses, they have a lot of challenges. I mean, I have been through it with small businesses. So within that one year, I was, I was getting money, but my money was like ending up into, into different expenses. You know, it was like, it was like hand to mouth kind of money. So within one year, my business actually failed and I, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with it. So then I went again into employment and I started looking for a job and, and luckily enough I have found a job in um in a logistic company it's, it's a, a service-based logistics company and I worked in the marketing department with that company for almost three years so when I got back into my feet I went back again to my business the food uh, business so I was cooking and also um, baking pastry cakes and breads for people and mostly my business was online based and after, so i was mostly as an, an entrepreneur and also an employed person so i was in the morning i was at my job and in the evening i was working on my business so i have i have done this for almost 5 years but working in the marketing department and the whole industry of marketing really really taught me so much especially about just being an entrepreneur and also being uh, someone who is um in the corporate world so currently i am pursuing my education in digital marketing here in germany and i just have so much to talk about an entrepreneur and also a professional pursuing person so this is a brief history about me and yes wow that's an interesting, um, it's an interesting summary of what you've been able to do, Jackie. Now, one thing that I know a lot of people think about, and I can always use myself as an example, I don't know if you had the same thing, Jackie, where is, you know, sometimes when we think about starting a business, we always look at uh, the who's and who's, you know, you've seen someone maybe in your country who's running a really successful business or who seems to be really enjoying what they're doing. And it looks so much fun compared to a nine to five. But the reality is things are actually very different when you decide to employ yourself. And I remember when I was starting out, you know, I had the impression of, okay, for my end was I had the mentality of, I want to get rich quick, right? Which is a very uh, wrong mentality. And I was sort of like rushing into different things without actually thinking about uh, what actually needs to be done. And sort of like along the way, uh, just to give an example, when I was starting uh, my financial company, that was uh, Sava Institute of Forex Trading or SIFT, was that at that time, you know, I rushed into, you know, setting up a company Yes, I was skilled at whatever it is I was doing, but I rushed into setting up a company. I rushed into doing, you know, public relation. And also 
just going back and you know talking about sometimes it's not always as rosy as it might seem i didn't even picture that you know it'll take a lot and i mean a lot of work to actually put things together and a lot of sacrifice and at that time i remember i didn't you know i didn't used to go to uni i used to you know stay in the library the whole day simply working on uh the company and everything so it's kind of sometimes we have the imagination that a business seems rosy everything looks easy but once you start getting yeah. into the nitty gritties it you realize that actually there's a lot you have to do there's a lot of fires you have to extinguish along the way a lot yeah. of sleepless nights i don't know jackie have you had the same uh, similar experience Yes, I I did and what I think is, you know, being young and pursuing entrepreneurship or like a professional um dream is really really intimidating, you know? You you might have this knowledge from back like in school, maybe you've just had a few business classes and you've read just small business books and you've gone online and and searched on some businesses which can um which you can do actually in your reach either either things that you're, you're passionate about or things that you want, you know, like how you said it, you want to make money quick. And this can be really intimidating when you're young. So if you do not really understand the difference um, between um, this understanding the business fundamentals and actually gaining that experience on the field, if you don't understand the difference between these two, then it can be like, you can, you can just put your, like, it, it could be like you're putting yourself into a lion's den, like you're confusing yourself and going into the dangers of actually failing, but that's not something bad or discouraged to do. You can, um, you can pursue business in any way. So because working smart is something which we really don't, um, follow up in you know like we, we see a business we get interested uh within uh, with the numbers that the business can make the potential of the business that's th something we get interested about but we're really not um looking into how do i work smart towards this kind of business so i have been um i have been in that um in that situation where I see a business and I'm like, okay, wow, this is a good business. Let me just start it, you know, without actually thinking about it and understanding it. So I've been there. Yes. And okay. So just to say that, um, can we like uh, point out some of the important lessons that we learned along the way? You've been involved in a lot of businesses, Kiama. And for me, actually, I have been I can say I've been involved in an average of two businesses. I've been in the food industry and also I've been in the marketing industry. And I have a lot of lessons that I've, I've taken along with me during um, the scope of my pursuit. So what are like three of the most important lessons that you took with you when you're, you, when you're in, the, um, in the exchange of doing one business, today you're in the financial consulting, tomorrow you're an author and tomorrow you're doing your podcaster what are some lessons that you've come up with or you've learned not come up with sorry things that you've truly learned along the way i love this question and i'm glad that you've asked this question jackie um one of the things that i talk about quite often is a mantra called process over outcome and I'm going to give a brief explanation why I follow the mantra called process of outcome. And that is 
in the first part when I was talking about the sort of like the summary of the businesses I've done or I've ventured into, I talked about uh, the mistake I made of rushing into business without actually looking at what 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 is essentially expected from my end as a founder, right? And process of outcome came into play when, now I can talk about this from a financial perspective. Now, if you're into finance and you understand how trading and investment works, usually you have like, let's say like a set of rules, et cetera, that you follow. And you really need to be knowledgeable about what you're doing. You really need to know how to study the market, et cetera. And psychology plays a big role in that, right? You have to learn to be patient, forego certain opportunities. And most of the time, we have like a 90% failure rate when it comes to day traders. Basi basing that on the psychology side of things, which is patience. People tend to be impatient. Me as well, I'm not exceptional. Tend to be impatient, jump into things. And possible outcome came during that time while I was trying to learn how the market works, reading through different books. And I got this one book. It's called One Good Trade by Mike Bellafure. And he always talked about when you're trading or when you're investing, follow your set of rules. Make sure everything checks through your checklist and then just look for that one good trade, that one good investment opportunity. And if anything goes amiss, leave it out. And that's one thing that, you know, I learned and incorporated that in my life, that everything you do, it should be process of outcome. Focus mainly on the process of getting to where you want to get and the outcome simply follows. So uh, like I've mentioned, one of the lessons is not to rush into anything. Be patient. Uh, a business is like a child. It takes time to grow. It takes time to uh, mature. Uh, you really need to take care of it when you're starting out. So it's not anything like a get rich quick scheme or something that you know you become rich overnight no you should take your time so that you understand the ropes of the business you see the foundation of uh, your business so that you have a better understanding of what's really going on and that's one thing that i can share with you patience process of outcome the other thing always is to do your due diligence when you're starting out in any industry right you obviously want to understand how the industry operates and let's say, for example, if you're getting into a partnership and one of the experiences I had when I was running SIFT uh, was that I was being approached by bro various brokers, both from Europe and also from East Africa. And it's something I've been actually very open about it. I also talk about it in my book. And one of the things was that, you know, they approached me with the opportunity of scaling, you know, I had the, like the opportunity was I could be able to scale the business and from the partnership from a monetization perspective it looked so tantalizing it was an offer that it's so difficult for anyone to say no to but looking at you know doing my due diligence and looking at what this how these brokerage firms work and what goes on behind that the partnership could not go through based on you know the principles and the virtues that you know, I had for the business, right? 
So do your due diligence before you get into anything, before you get into like a partnership or you, before you get into the industry that you're getting yourself into. If you need, let's say, certain certific certifications or licenses, make sure to get those because you can easily fall into that trap of uh, doing something and then uh, later on thinking, oh, I should have actually gotten that certification or license, right? So it's one thing that I learned, you know, from my experience. And, and the reason I say that is what was once, you know, once I was approached by the brokerage firm, I was really excited. I remember even calling my mom and I was like, yes, now I think I've made it. But then, you know, I sat down and did my research and, you know, looked at what actually was involved and actually became quite disappointed. So good thing, you know, we never signed any agreement or anything. So there's that. The third thing I will mention is to monitor your numbers. Because remember at that time, you know, I was offering more or less uh, a service-based business and I didn't really... Okay, maybe because I was young and naive, um, I didn't really monitor my numbers really well. So there's kind of like the money I make just went straight to my bank account. And then like I would do like the simple accounting for taxation purposes. And that was it. Like I didn't think about uh, how, you know, to reinvest that money to scale that business. So that's one thing that I can share that's really important that if you're setting anything out, just know your numbers and make sure that the business has enough of liquid cash flow that can help you scale up your business and um, you know give you that give you that liquidity so that you can able to do various things with the business and not leave hand to mouth. I don't know, uh, Jackie, because you've mentioned you've been sort of like in uh, two, three businesses, and uh, you've had an experience. You've you've talked about you've been in the uh, pastry industry and so what's kind of like like what are kind of the things that you've learned from the several businesses that you've you know run in the past yes okay back to me so I well one of the things that I'm going to say and that's the first thing like you have to put it in your mind if you're ever aspiring to become an entrepreneur is you're going to fail you're totally going to fail you're going to be you're going to be in your worst situation in business that is that is bound to happen and that is okay you know no matter how much you actually prepare for the business and i don't know no matter how much you see success in the beginning and you have only seen profits profits but failure is going to be inevitable at some point so and you have to be okay with that if you won't be okay with that it is it is something which makes us um as entrepreneurs, you know, small entrepreneurs or medium entrepreneurs, failure is something which bring, brings us down, demotivates us. And this thing is like for ages, people have not been able to accept failure, especially in business. So you're going to fail and that's okay. And I know you've heard this from so many people, so many entrepreneurs. I know you've heard this and I, I advise you not to, to stop hearing it because failure is going to happen and that's okay. And that's, yeah, this is one of the things which I learned, especially with my food business and pastry. I've been, you know, if I was drawing myself in a curve, in a curve, it would be very funny because one time I'm getting good profits, another time everything is, is down and then I'm up again, I'm down, I'm up again. It, it's just something which happens and you have to, to be okay with it at any stage, you have to be okay. And another thing that I learned, um, 
in the scope of actually doing my business and also working in the marketing industry is the right people are worth everything. You know, you decide to open a business. I am, I'm telling you, with all the experience that I've had, it's almost impossible to build a really successful big business by yourself. It's almost impossible. And especially for us, we are starting with small capital. We, we are always like, okay, I do not have enough money to hire people. Maybe I should just start this by myself. No, you have to find people. And the thing is, are this, this person, is this person the right person? for my business and for me do we share the same vision you know do they recognize how valuable my idea is and how it's going to change people's lives do this do this person recognize this and when you have the right person trust me whether you have money to pay them or you do not have money to pay them things are going to work out you know this is this is the foundation of a lot of successful businesses it's having the right people into your business so when i was doing my pastry business my uh, selling cakes and breads and also food I always thought that I would do this by myself you know I would get into the kitchen and make these orders all of them by myself but sometimes it was overwhelming it was overwhelming and I almost did not um, reach to my um, my customer target number because it was a one month's um, work and I couldn't do it all by myself. And this is something that I really learned that, no, this is not possible. It's not possible to hit the right numbers, the right business numbers if you're alone. You know, so this is something that I've learned and I'm continuing to learn. And especially all about getting the right people for your business, you know. And the, the third um uh, the third, <laughs> this is very interesting. The third lesson that I learned is um, perfection. Perfection in business. It's an enemy of progress. You know, we are, we are getting all these ideas and we want to conduct businesses in a fast-paced environment. So people, you, you have your business idea today. You want to open a flower shop. But trust me, there is another person who has already had that idea and they've already started doing it, you know? These people have already started getting customers before you. So you're looking at other businesses and you're comparing yourself with them. You haven't even made a cent, but you're comparing yourself to someone who has already made two million a month. You know, so this kind of um, wanting to be very perfect and like comparing yourself to another person's business, this is actually an enemy of progress. It will not take you anywhere. Just look at your, like, concentrate on watering your own grass. So this is one thing that I've learned in, um, in, the, in the course of my business life. And um, you, have to, you have to make your business very adaptable. You know, you have to make your business. If you have, if you have your, your business idea, Maybe say you want to open a restaurant. Your food business, your restaurant has, has to be very adaptable to the people you're serving. You know, if you're, if you're in a community of, of Tanzanian people, make sure that you're, this, uh, this food, food business of yours really adapts to these people. 
not you're, you're bringing things which people have never seen before which is quite good and quite creative but how adaptable is how adaptable is your are your products you know whatever menu that you're having how adaptable is it to the community that you're that you're um you're serving so this is another thing which i have also learned in the course of my my entrepreneurship and one and the last thing is knowledge either financial knowledge or i don't know business running operations knowledge and all this kind of knowledge if you're not pursuing them and you're just looking at the, the amount of money you want to make and you're not actually pursuing to learn how to to be a good businessman or woman most of the time you just you're just gonna run on loss seriously because some some other people in the same field that you're working on will be educating themselves and learning about new new tricks and tips and everything how to conduct the business they will be rising high but you will still remain on your, on the same position that you started you began with you know so knowledge is knowledge is power for sure you have the knowledge you ha you have the power into the industry that you're pursuing so this comes with um especially when i was in the marketing field in tanzania i worked in the i, I worked in a logistic company and i was in the marketing department as a creative marketing um person and i came to realize there's so many things that i do not know that other businesses have already started practicing and all these are in the marketing field so i was like okay no i um i'm not going to stay behind and that's how i decided to pursue my education in digital marketing and that's why i'm here in germany and and this is all in the course of pursuing knowledge and being up to date into your own industry so these are the things which really are i think are important to to take note on and to understand especially when you're starting out in a business and they will save you a lot of um of heartache into your journey so yes all right and let me ask you Jackie how, how do you think um psychology plays into the whole you know business starting phase or business founding phase because we, we've sort of like talked about you know our business experiences some of the mistakes we've uh, made what we experienced during the whole process but how do you think psychology plays into uh, starting a business because you know we've talked about all these different things that one should look out the numbers industry knowledge uh you've mentioned adaptability you know product market fit etc and uh doing your due diligence what's your opinion okay. on psychology behind founding a business mm. okay for me actually is um in 2016 when i finished my bachelor's and i was looking for a job and i couldn't get any and i had decided okay i am no longer into my parents care and i have to start my own journey in life by myself and one of the thing that really like a psychological thing behind it that really troubled me was you know having this like a can't to do attitude you know yeah so you you have an idea but 
this attitude of I can do this, you know, this is something that I can do. It's in my, it's in my power. I can, I will try it. If I fail, if I succeed, it doesn't matter, but I'm going to try it. So this, um, this thing, this, the whole psychology behind it, the whole confidence in yourself, in the idea that you believe in, this is something we're not taught in school. You know, we're not taught in school. You don't sit in a class and they tell you of how you can, um, you can, you can have this kind of uh, mentality into life, especially into business, into your studies. They don't, this is something you have to kind of like um, grow it within yourself. So, and this, uh, this can to do attitude, I came to realize that I, I really need to strengthen it especially when I was working on my business ideas, but I was being rejected. You know, people rejected my products. Some people didn't want to buy from me, you know, just because they had opinions on my product, you know, like, okay, um, this is something that it ha that has never been, uh, been in the market before. Do you think people are going to like it? Oh, you should do this and this. So many comments and opinions of people and also rejections also from pursuing a job that I really loved, you know, in the marketing industry. So this can-to-do attitude is really the psychology behind business, good business owners, you know, having the confidence just to go out and sell your product, believing in it first by yourself, you know. And then, and then I think other things follow with 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 all that with all this attitude of i can do it i will do it it doesn't really matter whatever anyone thinks about the product or my service i will do it and if they reject it that's them because it doesn't fit to them that is not my audience that is not those are not the people that are right for my product so i think this can't do attitude is this you know is the psychology behind a lot of people's um yeah, i think the overall theme around psychology is simply you know being mentally very very tough uh you have to be prepared for rejection you are it's you know part of the process being rejected or failing you have to get used to failing um i usually say you know you have to treat failing as a hobby at some point um just simply to get used to it and even from my experience, there's something I actually didn't mention uh, in the introduction. And that was, uh, there was a time when I used to work for a startup company here in Germany. Uh, it's a legal tech startup. And I remember one time I was tasked task with the work of calling close to a hundred law firms around, you know, Frankfurt uh, area. And I remember I used to call and, uh, you know, the first like six calls, all were just going negatively, you know, negative response. But I kept on going until we got the information that we needed, which was very necessary on, you know, for founding uh, that specific startup company. So be mentally tough, uh, get used to it as early as possible. Yeah, pretty much that's it. Maybe Jackie, you have something uh, to add on? Yes, and another thing about um, psychology in business is the, you know, the art of procrastination, which we all have, and we we procrastinate on our ideas for so long until our own idea, business idea, doesn't make sense anymore in our heads, you know. So if you have this mentality, you know, like a, a tough mind, 
that ideas that are coming into my head, I am going to put them in practice. And if I succeed or I fail, if it's original or appealing or it's, if it's not original or whatever that, whatever that idea is, but it's, it's, the idea is only valuable as it is in practice, you know? So I think we should have, you know, like the way you said it, making failure as an hobby. Um, these ideas that we think about, we should really put them in practice, you know, without, without fear or without thinking of how good or bad it's going to be into the, in, into people's eyes or I don't know, just people who are viewing your business and yeah. Anyway, there you have it. The very first episode on the back to business. Make sure to check out our trailer episode. We are now available on iTunes, Spotify, our free pods and every other podcast platforms where you can listen to podcasting platforms. Make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It does help in terms of uh, us having an outreach to many other people and uh, as a form of you supporting the podcast. So pretty much that's it from my end. My name is Kiama and I've been your co-host on the Back to Business podcast and Jacqueline Sonda and see you guys next time. Bye.